Um, but it is from our guest. So this question comes from OSP Cyan <laughs> on Discord. Um, <laughs> I went on Discord oh specifically for this. <laughs> I've been played. <laughs> for Blue, is our cat the best cat? You bet your ass she is. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Overly Sarcastic Podcast. I am Blue, and as always, I am joined by Red. What's up? And uh, over manning all of the tech, uh, pulling all the levers and making sure that uh, the lights don't go out on us is our podcast producer and editor, uh, Indigo. Say hi. I'm forcing you to do it. I'm hacking into the mainframe. I can't talk right now. <laughs> I'm in. Hacker voice. I'm in. <laughs> and joining us as a very special guest for this Valentine's Day episode is Cyan. Hello, I am the mainframe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we got uh, we got a, a big party here, a special uh, Valentine's Day uh, themed episode of the Overly Sarcastic Podcast, which is fitting yeah. because the last two episodes that we had uh, on the channel, uh, from me and from Red, were both very Valentine's Day themed. We had a uh, a best couples in history special. Uh, <laughs> Special and then red. Uh, you had Hades and Persephone, which, yeah. um, if I can just sidebar for a second and talk directly <laughs> to the OSP audience, what the hell, guys? <laughs> I more people watched the Hades and Persephone video than the Journey to the West, which is not incredibly yep. remarkable on its own, but it was by a factor of two in the yeah. first day. Y'all fuckers really <laughs> liked Hades and Persephone. I was like checking Damn. the watch time analytics because uh, uh, regular YouTube viewers may not be aware of what a YouTube analytics page looks like. There's a lot of graphs. Um, but uh, you can kind of set like the date range. And in this case, I was like, oh yeah, this is the most views we've gotten in a single day in the last 28 days and oh, the last 90 days and the last 365 days. And it's a little harder to tell on the lifetime scale, but it's definitely up there. So yeah, yeah you guys really like that myth. Between <laughs> or, when we published that video on Friday and now on, on a Sunday when we're recording this, uh, about half of our channel audience uh, by subscribers has seen that video, which mm. is interesting because uh, in the day after Hades and Persephone went up, we also crossed the threshold of uh, one million and a half subscribers. Yeah. Or one and a half million. Yeah, <laughs> one million and one half. <laughs> Darth Vader's subscriber. out there somewhere uh, <laughs> watching OSP. Yeah, they're half subscribed. They're like, do I really want to? Subscribe. They, they subscribe, but they like didn't. The page. Yeah, they exactly. subscribe, but they didn't ring that bell. Exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's funny because uh, we've been consistently getting like I don't know, like something about eight hundred subscribers a day. Like it was a little under a thousand. Uh, and so we we planned a milestone video, which at the time of this podcast going out, you've all seen now. Uh, but we like prepped it. We were like, okay, yeah, you know, we're, we've been going up pretty consistently. We'll probably hit it in about four days. And then uh, the '80s and Persephone video dropped a brick on the accelerator of that one. <laughs> and yeah. like that night, I was like, uh, guys, <laughs> um, <laughs> we we holding off on this or so. Yeah, a bit of a crazy week, honestly, uh, in the views department. Yeah, it is. It has been a a pretty wild uh, past couple weeks in terms of like OSP happenings with one of our most popular videos, possibly like ever in the mm. first uh, in the first three days. Oh, absolutely! Um, and then a huge uh, subscriber milestone. I I had a video that probably would have gotten onto trending if I didn't shoot myself in the foot by <laughs> accidentally uploading it at, at 1 a.m. 
Oh. Uh, instead of because I meant to type in eleven and I typed in one, so oh. I woke up to a text from you, Red, saying, "Hey, Blue, uh, by the way, uh, your Valentine's <laughs> Day out. video went up uh, actually yeah. very shortly after you went to sleep." As a matter of fact, so yeah. based on the viewership, it maybe could have gotten to trending if I didn't sabotage it right out the gate. But uh, who knows? It was the final coda to an absolute front-to-back disaster of a video to produce. Yeah, you were it the was imposter all along. I was the imposter <laughs> all along. There were uh, two things, because one, uh, Blue, obviously you, you go to bed somewhat earlier than me and uh, Indigo both. So what happened is you were asleep. You were like, that video was exhausting. I'm so glad it's done. I'm just going to bed. And I was like, okay, yeah, see, see you later, buddy. And then like an hour later, I get a message from Indigo saying, um, are you guys aware that you just uploaded a video? Never a good thing to hear <laughs> at one in the morning. Uh, so I was like, what? And I checked and I was like, oh, okay, okay. So... <laughs> Blue, don't freak out when you read this in eight hours. Uh, honestly, it went over pretty well. There were a lot of people who were like, I feel like I'm not supposed to be here, but I do like the video, which is the best possible response to a random <laughs> video upload to the channel. Um, yeah, I, I was joking with uh, with with Yellow, our, our friend who streams on Twitch, uh, Ludo History. Uh, mm. He and I were talking like the Europeans are like, "Oh my God, I can finally see this during the day now," and the Hawaiians are like, "Oh, it's dinner time and there's an OSP video." What? <laughs> wow. uh, all the different time zones are like, "Whoa, this is not this is not normal." Uh, so that was uh, <laughs> that was fairly humorous, but overall, it was a it was a fun video. I I started it not realizing how absolutely abysmal it would end up turning out uh, oh, in terms yeah. of like the the quality of the wholesomeness of the stories and also my sanity uh, <laughs> i think you had to shot yourself in the foot okay. by writing out sappho <laughs> she was yeah, probably writing out the sappho only wholesome was one. definitely uh was definitely a, a self-sabotage but i as i was doing the research i you know I, I usually like to get say five pages of of notes that i cut down to three pages of a script and when i did the research for sappho it was gonna be the first out of four stories i had like three pages of notes just on her so I thought, well, I don't want to waste all these good notes. Hmm. And also, Hello. oh, oh Cleo has Hello. joined us. Oh, I knew it. Uh, I knew it was only a matter on of time. <laughs> she has arrived. Oh, man. Hi. Extra Cleo's special guest. A, exactly. Five whole people Gang are on this podcast. all here. Oh, man. She's trying to find a spot to perch, but there's a lot of here, stuff on the table right sit now. sit on my shoulder. Yep. <gasps> yes. Cyan shoulders. Yes. Perching spot. I wish this was a video podcast you all could see. We'll just... Uh, when we we'll just need to draw the fan art well, later. Um, yeah. If you guys could send me a picture of Cleo, I'll, I'll make the p promo for this week's podcast be over Cleo's image instead of our logo. All right, there we go. <laughs> anyway, uh, the video was fun, and I did shoot myself in the foot by by writing Sappho out. She's going to go into the next History Makers, but I, the Caesar one was fun. The um, the story from the the Song of Everlasting Sorrow, the the Chinese uh, Tang Dynasty story, was like I, I was showing where I stand on it because I'm like this this like drama of you know this relationship is actually not as interesting as the political corruption that led to everything going wrong. And then the final <laughs> one was Louis and. Uh, and Marie, which was just an absolute mess. And I didn't realize how terrible of a story that truly was. Because <laughs> oh, it's like, yeah. oh, it's the French Revolution, but I didn't realize they also had just a awful time being the royals of France from beginning <laughs> to end, even before the revolution happened. Yeah. Oh, God, it's such a mess. I feel so like, bad for, for Louis and Marie. <laughs> like, you knew it was going to end badly, but you were kind of hoping there was going to be some good stuff in there first. <laughs> Instead, yeah, it was just relentlessly no. unpleasant. I do remember, like... You, when you pitched the video, you were like, yeah, I was thinking like best couples in history. And I was like, oh, yes, great ideas. Perfectly in, in season for Valentine's Day. And then as you progressed in the script, it, it like the updates kind of got a little more like this is really cursed. This is just 
really cursed. Yeah, <laughs> I had to Google I, more historical dicks than I wanted to, and I was just like, oh, yeah. buddy. too big. <laughs> Pee too big, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and people Oof. in the comments were like, wait, so what does this mean about it? I'm like, no, the point is that you're not supposed to talk about King Louis' dong. Can't the man <laughs> keep that to himself at least? Ugh. That's like the bare minimum of stuff you're supposed to keep to yourself. Yeah, so this is why it's like, I understand the appeal of, like, historical period dramas and stuff, but, like, I... Why can't we talk about, like, the hopes and dreams and goals of characters like Louis and Marie without just, like, going to the lowest common denominator of, oh, what was the banging like? Because that doesn't matter at all! Yeah, especially if you're going for drama, it's like, let's go for the really shallow drama rather than the actual political intrigue leading up to one of the most notoriously bloody revolutions in history. Like, yeah, no, it's and more like, interesting. How, the idea how of, like, the it. king who never wanted to be king, who was just shoved into a position of having to preside over the absolute dumpster fire that his his parents and his grandparents left him, where, like, the man just wanted to tinker with, with locks. It's like, I, that's actually an interesting drama, but no. Yeah. No. PP too big. So that's, that's that. I did not have fun with that video, um, <laughs> but it ended up being very funny, which is yes. great because I got to just completely tone up the snark for the same reason that read like the uh, the Stranger in a Strange Land was was Ooh. much beloved by the fans because we just stopped caring and just really let the sarcasm go. Those mm. are fun videos in their own right, but they are not an enjoyable headspace to be in for two weeks while in the yeah. process of making it. Yeah, not so much. I mean, there's also the degree to which I... I mean, it does let us cut loose on the snark, but also I think there is a degree to which our fan base is slightly sadistic. <laughs> and they're like... Oh, absolutely. The All more fan you bases suffer, the funnier sadistic. you are. <laughs> oh, absolutely. 100%. I mean, there's a reason why whenever I'm like, all right, guys, I need you to pick the worst movie out of this lineup, and they're like, okay. So, you, you know... <laughs> You did Good ask stuff. them for the worst. I did. That's the thing. I, I, but the thing is, like, just because I'm enabling them doesn't mean it's not revelatory of their true nature on some level. You also gave them opportunities to not pick the worst option. I did. I yet. was asking for suggestions. Sometimes I even ask for, like, good movie suggestions. But then people are either like, here's the same six movies you've already watched, or here's a movie you've never heard of that doesn't look very interesting. And then when yeah. someone's like, hey, you should watch Speed Racer the movie. <laughs> I'm like, hey. well, at least it'll make me feel something. <laughs> it did make me feel something. One of those things was eye strain because that movie has a lot going on. Was the other rage? <laughs> uh, you know, it probably would have been rage if I'd watched the original anime like back in the 60s or whenever it showed up. <laughs> I see the look on Indigo's face right now. She's about to commit a federal crime. Indigo has the rage. <laughs> I, I do sorry, not want to sidetrack us, but I do deeply love the Speed Racer live action movie but we, we'll you talk are, about that another time. <laughs> you're a large part of why I watched that movie because when I was like well it's, people recommended it you were like do it do it do it you coward and I was like well alright then. <laughs> I was like I think I made a mistake going into that movie expecting it to be like a movie instead of yeah. a fever dream of an experience because I was like well interesting choice of color palette maybe this is for the idealism of this flashback and then at one point I was like oh no the whole movie is going mm -hmm. to look like this. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So <laughs> Anyway, on the subject of, uh, back to the videos, a, a yeah. much more uh, positive, somehow less problematic uh, set of relationships that we discussed on the channel in these past two weeks was Hades and Persephone. Red, yeah. talk about the, uh, 
the the process of doing the deep dive because whenever you do one of these mythological deep dives, whether it's um, uh, Dionysus, Aphrodite, uh, Hermes slash Pan, it's always a process, and the mm. the weirdness that each uh, deity carries with them is unique to the character. What was it like getting into to these two specifically? Well, Hades and Persephone I knew was going to be tricky because with the others, like, you know, Dionysus, Aphrodite, Hermes, they have reputations, you know, there, there's like tropes about them in the modern day, but uh, they're fairly morally neutral, like just in terms of the fan base, like a lot of people are like, huh, Aphrodite is a jealous hoe, and it's like, yeah, I mean, that's one way to do it, but, you know, if you're saying like, actually, she's more complicated, people aren't going to like fight you on that most of the time. Yeah. Um, Hades and Persephone everybody has an opinion on Hades and Persephone. Because, uh, you know, like I laid out in the video, there's a lot going on. A lot of it is bad. The, um, the, the point I wanted to make in the intro, the framing I wanted to use for the video is like, yes, there's a lot of bad stuff in this, but why is this what we focus on when we're bringing up bad stuff from our co modern cultural perspective in ancient Greece? And the reason is because our modern cultural perspective is not this unbiased, enlightened angle. It's got a healthy dose of pop culture Christianity, deity of the underworld must be evil, which is why it's like, oh yeah, we... We easily make Hades a bad guy, drawing from almost none of his actual mythological, like, origins and what he does. I mean, whenever they make Hades a bad guy in, like, a modern pop culture thing, they never actually draw on the only just unironically bad thing he did, kidnapping and imprisoning Persephone in the underworld. <laughs> it's always like, oh, he's, uh, he, I don't know, he hates the hero, or he, he looks like a, I don't know, like a potbelly stove full of knives <laughs> with bondage gear, if you're going with the God of War look. At God of War, yeah. He's grumpy yeah. and won't let his son leave. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, the way that Hades is portrayed in Hades, I think, is more interesting, because he really does come across as a slightly cranky bureaucrat who just wants to run the underworld correctly, and Zagreus is the one who's fucking that up. And I think that's good. Yeah. I th I, of all things, of all the ways you could portray Hades as, like, an antagonist, I think that's one of those solid ways to do it. Yeah, his idle animation is just signing paperwork. Yeah, <laughs> which is just delightful. I love that. Um, I also, just not to sidetrack, but I really like his visual design in Hades. I I, oh, yeah. I definitely fell victim of the Hades as, you know, blue twink thing, but, like, it, it's kind of interesting to make him actually look like, like color-inverted Zeus, which I thought was neat. Anyway, yeah. So when I went into this video, I knew that like whatever I found in my research, I was gonna have a doozy of a time framing it in a way that didn't uh, didn't cause more problems than it was gonna solve. Um, because fundamentally that story has problems, but it doesn't have the same problems that a lot of people seem to highlight. Uh, and none of that was really the point. I, I don't like usually put moral judgments on the myths I summarize, especially the deep dives. I just wanted to know what was going on. So I was like, okay, Homeric came to Demeter. That seems to be the only place that actually wrote down the abduction myth. Like everybody quote unquote knows the abduction myth, but let me actually see what they had to say about it. And it had interesting things. Like I pointed out, it's like, oh wait, everyone in this story says this is Zeus's doing. That's actually interesting. That means that even in this myth, Hades is not being framed as the antagonist. He, he's, mm -hmm. you know, he, he caused a problem, but he caused the problem because Zeus told him to. He's an accessory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, or, you know, if you look at the framing, it's like, no, this is basically an arranged marriage that the mother of the bride took extremely poorly. And it's like, okay, that's interesting. And it, I understand. It is a surprise arranged yeah, marriage. Yeah, she wasn't informed. <laughs> no, she wasn't informed because Zeus was like, well, she's going to say no, so let's just not ask. And boy, whew, Better Zeus. to ask forgiveness than permission. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. 
you know, that was the first thing I was looking into. But then it was like, okay, well, now for the deep dive, like, what what's the roots of these characters? And that led to some very interesting stuff. When I was uncovering this, the fact that Hades does not seem to have a Mycenaean counterpart was very interesting. I, I actually already knew that uh, from one of the earlier deep dives, I think maybe the Dionysus one. But the fact that Persephone does had some interesting implications. And I, I don't know, I mean, most of it's in the video, but like, it was a very interesting time kind of reframing all these, um, all these angles and uh, interpretations of the character because that, that is one of the things I think that I wanted to highlight. Uh, I, I try to get these videos as right as I can. Uh, like, uh, there's no way I could ever fit all of the information about these characters into one 20, 25 minute video. Like, that, it just doesn't happen. And I can't even find all the information about these characters. But with all of these situations, there's always a lot of different angles and interpretations on these characters because among other things, even back in ancient Greece, the characters were not static and unchanging and they were viewed differently from different locations, which means there are a lot of different angles on these characters and no one angle is correct. From a certain perspective, all of them are correct slash none of them are correct. And for an example of that, real quick, you can look at the um, tragic plays of the uh, the Athenian uh, playwrights, where Euripides has a very different characterization of characters like Athena and um, Odysseus as, say, like a, a Sophocles uh, would. So it, mm. even like in what we consider like classical Greece, when we would largely imagine that the Pantheon is set, there are still hugely differing interpretations between even contemporaries in the same exact city. Yep. So what this leads to, uh, especially from the modern perspective, where we have a tendency to try and seek canon, <laughs> as it were, uh, <laughs> and I, I'm not I'm not trying to blame everything that I had trouble with here on pop culture Christianity, but I think the idea that there is a one true story, if, if there's gods involved, there has to be one truth about them, that might have bled through from that, I'm not sure. But regardless, with the story of Hades and Persephone especially, it, it's like the overarching concept seems to be like, there has to be one way that this story can be read. And it's like, no, there, there is a lot. There's a lot of different ways this story can be read. And uh, most people, the, the response to the video has been overwhelmingly positive. I have gotten a few people uh, popping up to complain, which is totally fair because again, there was no way I was gonna cover every base I needed to in this video. And with something like this, when I try to get it as right as I can and someone's like, you got it wrong, I always have to, check to, to, I have to take the critique seriously to see if, if there's merit to it before I move on. And in, in a lot of cases, like for instance, one of our very long suffering mods, uh, Black Fox Sark, we've mentioned him before, he's great, uh, has been essentially doing mi misconception debunking about Greek mythology and I gave him a lot more work to do just from the intro of the video. Because <laughs> I was like, here's my opinion. And then he had to tell people like, yes, that's Red's opinion. She's welcome to it but it's not the gospel truth, which is, you know, sorry. Sorry, Sark, we love you. I mean, um, it, it plays into the idea that there are a lot of different perspectives on these characters. And exactly. a perspective that, that you have is, while it may be supported by a certain reading of some texts, it's not universal because it's, oh, it's almost yeah. impossible to get a universal uh, characterization of these. So, mm -hmm. you know, while we can, you know, point and laugh at Zeus all day long, and that does have a basis in the text that we have, it's also disingenuous to pretend like all of the Greeks just saw Zeus as this absolute, like, pathetic punching right. bag. Th this bumbling, yeah. So, yeah. W with a myth like this, especially, where there's so much loaded, it's like, okay, well, 
It's a marriage. It's an abduction. Uh, it's a wild power imbalance. Some people say that Persephone was a child at the time. I don't think that's actually all that supported by the text, but it's a way to read it, and it makes the whole thing significantly more problematic if you're framing it that way. But what this means is that you look at this story and you're like, if you're, if you're looking for the one reading, you find the one reading that resonates with you the most, and you're like, that's the right one, and I'll brook no argument. And that's, ooh, that's always a very dangerous way to engage with mythology. <laughs> Because that means that, you know, whatever preconception you start with, nothing will shake it. And, and when I go into these deep dives, nothing I think is true at the beginning turns out to be true. Uh, a few people have even pointed out that the whole, oh, Demeter causes winter thing is probably inaccurate. It, it's not, that's not how the seasons work down there. There's, there's essentially a no-growing season that's more like a really dry summer, I think, something like that. Anyway. I'm not sure how the Greek seasons work. Yeah, um, me neither. But yeah, but it, it, it's not direct to the way that it works in, say, North America. Exactly. Um, the types of crops and the, the like, ecological uh, conditions are different such that it's not the exact same as it works here, even though it's not like the Southern Hemisphere where right now Australia is in summer. It's not like that, but it is a little right. bit offset from how we would imagine it, you know, nowadays for, yeah. for our geographical region. Yeah. The angle I was trying to get across, and I'm not sure I did this fully, was that uh, Hades and Persephone is really interesting source material for modern writers to explore. That, that doesn't mean that the original story is like, Framing it as a Valentine's episode felt a little bit disingenuous on my part because it's like, yeah, th this is an interesting relationship. That doesn't mean I'm like, ah, oh, the one true OTP of the gods. Because it's like, I, I can't make a hardline statement like that. And I'm not that invested in this relationship. Um, <laughs> not going to like lay down my life in defense of an extremely complicated dynamic from, you know, the, this complicated set of stories written 2,000 plus years ago. Like, that, that's not the hill I want to die on. But it's, it's a very interesting space to explore. And when I started this video, I knew it was going to be spicy. I knew I was going to get some people yelling at me about it because no matter what I said and no matter how I framed it, this is the kind of myth where everyone has an opinion on it and everyone usually assumes that they have the only opinion that's right on it. Uh, whereas the point I try to get across is that every interpretation has, well, not every interpretation, uh, most of the interpretations have some grounding, have some evidence they could pull out, but if you're trying to say, is this relationship good or bad, there's countervailing evidence to both angles, which is why people are still yelling about it. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, we, we had fun with those videos. It was a, uh, it was a good time. Uh, oh, all yeah. things considered, all uh, things considered and, yeah. and they did well. Uh, even if, uh, in in your case, you had to do a lot of a lot of research and and Whew. drawing too to, to oh, create yeah. a, a fairly uh, robust uh, and lengthy video. Uh, I swear, everything we do on OSP just subsidizes these deep dives. That's what everyone's here for. <laughs> uh, and in my case, uh, emotional toil uh, and <laughs> deep displeasure uh, oh, for yeah. two weeks. Uh, we had fun. We had, we had two good videos that that came uh, out of the uh, the production pipeline uh, mm -hmm. and onto the internet for. You all to enjoy so yeah there, so there were a that. lot of reasons why this was a little bit like emotionally loaded on both of us i mean there's only so like oh woe is me i can be when the channel is doing so crazy well <laughs> after mm -hmm. it it's like yeah. oh no i might get hot takes on on twitter and oh gosh uh, what, what could make me feel better i guess i'll go look at the view curve again <laughs> i don't know it's, it's been wild it's been a wild ride i think we're both a little red a little look tired. out for any lightning bolts coming your way that was uh <laughs> your hubris is showing <laughs> oh not again <laughs> Yeah. Um, speaking of, of lightning bolts coming our way, we've been having some fun on the on the live streams uh, recently. Uh, Cyan, I don't want to keep you out on the sidelines for the <laughs> entire thing, um, 
what's what's it like to uh, to kind of pop in for our live streams? Because for the for the most part, that's how our, our audience will really uh, you know that's hear true. you and, and know about you and, and you know appreciate your yeah. wonderfully like pinpoint snark, uh, yeah. which I think is what so many people enjoy about having you on the channel. I mean, you know, it's always interesting. Uh, I, I always feel bad because you're usually the one playing the games. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> I also feel bad because Red, like, usually Red's on a little bit of a delay. Yeah. Just so, a bit. <laughs> yeah. You know, Blue's, like, trying to play the game. Red's on a delay, and I'm reacting in real time. And it's like, I have all the power. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's fun. Uh, I, I used to spend a lot of time in the comments section. Spend a little less now. Uh, mm. But... You know, it's always fun seeing, like, what people are responding to, trying to give you hints when there's <laughs> hints to be given. Yeah. Uh, you know. It's, blue, it's nice. look up. It's They're a, telling you to look up. <laughs> it's a good chance to chat. Yeah. I'd yeah. imagine it's, it's, I mean, I don't really know what it's like to be in that position, because I'm, I'm the one who's, like, playing <laughs> yeah, the exactly. game and, and trying to make sure that the stream is working and stopping all the, the technical issues from spiraling out of control. But I, I'd imagine, well, on the one hand, it's like, ah, oh, yes, I see that, that red and blue are, are hands on all these levers. Uh, <laughs> but it, it's, it's nice having you on. I really enjoy having you there, even if, you know, you're not, yeah. like, playing the game or, you know... I played Assassin's Creed that one time. That was really that fun. Was, <laughs> that was delightful. That again. We gotta um, do that it's again. Nice, and I, th I think the audience really enjoys having you on too, um, yeah. because after a certain point, I'd imagine they'd get bored just hearing uh, Red and I bopping around. You keep us grounded. I mean, <laughs> you keep us honest. It's like having a peanut gallery for our peanut gallery. Woo! Exactly. Get all the eggs in now. <laughs> <laughs> get your eggs in, chat. Oh, God. Yeah. It's going to make the comment section for the podcast even more incomprehensible than it already is. Does, does the podcast have a comment section? Uh, well, it depends can, on no, the platform. Oh, my God, no. Yeah, they can leave reviews on, like, uh, Apple... <laughs> Forget we even mentioned it. For legal purposes, we are not encouraging you to leave reviews with shit posts. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, but yeah. it's fun, and then and then the real fans, the uh, the true OGs, uh, know about uh, the, the the baking Instagram. Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Where uh, the only way that our mothers will know that we are fed is from seeing what happens on Cyan Bakes. <laughs> That's mostly your mother. My mom assumes I feed myself. Yeah, mostly yes. mine. My mom doesn't uh, doesn't believe that I can actually stay uh, unstarved uh, if left to my own devices. My parents yeah, have expressed fun. similar sentiments to me. Yeah. Uh, Damn. You know, I like to cook. I like to bake. We haven't been doing it quite as much lately. I uh, went a little overboard for Blue's birthday, and we've had a stupid amount of baked goods in the house ever yeah. since. But yeah, oh, we still yeah. have half of two cakes. Yes, which is one full cake, but it's two <laughs> separate flavors. Yes, Aww. which is the, the best part. Um, and then we got each other some chocolates uh, for yes. Valentine's Day. Uh, we're not going out. Uh, we're getting dinner taken because, yep. like, fuck are we going out to a restaurant uh, in in this pandemic economy? Yeah, Jesus. Uh, well, not pandemic economy, but, like, in, in this pandemic In these trying times. <laughs> well, we never man. go out on Valentine's Day anyway. Because exactly. there's always too many people. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah we either go we out like the day before. before it was cool exactly <laughs> now we have an excuse no we have fun yeah. we have fun we have here fun. yeah <laughs> we have fun here at osp <laughs> we're friends in real life that's that's what we're getting at <laughs> i would hope so darling we're engaged <laughs> i meant with red oh yeah <laughs> excuse you guys <laughs> <laughs> question time yeah <laughs> plug the pins plug the pins oh, okay Oh, oh, yeah, the uh, pins. Uh, before, before question, before time. question time, real quick, uh, <laughs> on, on the subject of Hades and Persephone, yeah, uh, we have our, 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 our newest line of, of OS pins, which yep. I can't believe we've not called it that until just the second. Oh, um, my God, we're so dumb. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
the, the puns come to us fully formed and we just don't choose to use them. Uh, the newest mm. line of pins, Hades and Persephone, they're so much fun. They're still available for the next uh, couple weeks, I think until the month ends uh, is let when me, they stop being in stock. But but why wait? Why, why yeah. risk it? Uh, uh, if you're interested, get them now. Uh, and if you either don't or can't, uh, we will have these pins again at the One end week. of the year for Black One Friday. Um, all of the pins for 2021 will do an initial run when they release. We will hold a little stock in reserve, and then uh, those pins will all go on sale uh, at the end of the year. So uh, get them now, but if, if you miss, uh, you will have another opportunity, but uh, oh, why risk it? <laughs> go get them pins. One um, more week. It's, it's it, one week, not two. There's a... There's like a countdown on the site, so. Yeah, yeah, it, it tells you it tells you how much time you have. So, yep. all right, for real, question time. <laughs> question time. Hello and welcome to the Q and A portion of the Overly Sarcastic Podcast. Before we jump into the questions for today, we have a very special shout out. Uh, you may notice in the show notes below there is a link to a YouTube video that is an animated time heist trailer by none other than Discord user Bill Busey. I am so sorry if I mispronounced the French. It is my natural enemy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they made just... I have no words. It's truly, it's beautiful. There's lots of in-jokes. Uh, really, really fantastic um, animation based on I, our very, very dumb jokes. <laughs> Yeah, I as I said in the tweet when I when I, I I tweeted it out, it is probably the most like labor intensive and impressive piece of fan content that I've ever seen because like we get yes. fan art and whenever I see it and I'm like holy shit, people make fan art. That's so goddamn cool. Oh yeah. And then here comes Bill <laughs> making a trailer drawn by himself, animated, like synced, written, and it's just, it's for the time heist, and it's it's got all the characters, it's got Red and I bopping around in a time machine, It there's one frame where we're sliding down the fucking Duomo and a dragon shows up, <laughs> it's insane how complex and how much effort was put into this with so many in-jokes, and Bill, in the credits, he says that he only actually discovered OSP like three months ago, so mad props for getting like, yeah, damn, All did of you the sleep? jokes in on, on a very, uh, very like, you know, in first round of like coming into contact with OSP, like you got it all right off the bat, man. It it's amazing. it's amazingly impressive. Like there was a Pope fight, uh, Pope fight gag in there. Uh, Alcibiades was drawn to look like Henry Cavill, which like, mm, great, Perfect. love that. <laughs> it, ninjas, ah. love those ninjas. Love so good, and the ninjas, that's a deep pull. We haven't <laughs> yeah. done that gag in years. <laughs> no, we have not. <laughs> yeah, so, God, I mean, so impressive. what can we say except thank you? That, that was such a delight to discover. Um, and if you have not seen the trailer yet, there is a link to it in the show notes below. Go give it a view, give it some love. Give him some love, give yeah. Him some, leave yeah. a comment, leave a like, do all that jazz. This is a plug. Okay, let's answer some questions. Please, the almighty <laughs> algorithm. Yes, 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 yes. This first question uh, comes from one of our Discord... Uh, no, they all come from Discord users. This one comes from a patron. Uh, we're really, we're really on top of it this episode. Uh, oh, so <laughs> at least we get, we're getting words right. Better than the last time. It's true, <laughs> it's true. Words. Don't jinx it. Social um, constructs. <laughs> This question comes from one of our lovely patrons. The first question on the podcast is always one of our lovely patrons' questions, which was actually a suggestion that Cyan had back when the second episode of the podcast aired. So yeah. shout out to hey. Cyan for helping with that. 
particular development. Yeah. History makers also Cyan's idea. Oh, uh, well, we're giving Cyan credit for for <laughs> for, for uh, OSP thingies. Um, but anyway, yes, Indigo, go ahead. Yes, yes. yes. So a question. Uh, a question. <laughs> that thing we're ostensibly <laughs> supposed to be doing right now. This question comes from Kukulain, the Lord of Puns. Question for Blue uh -huh. and Cyan. How did you guys meet? Aww. Uh, I think we've told this story before. In various places, in but not various recently. Places. Yeah. There's the long version and the short version, and I'll do the medium version. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, the short version is like five words, so yes. yeah, the medium so, version. <laughs> the medium version is uh, we met through fencing, uh, but while we were both on the fencing team, uh, practice was four days a week, and we happened to go on exactly opposite days. So yep. we didn't meet until shortly before the first tournament when we were both attending practice a little more regularly to get ready. Um, and we got paired up for drills. Um, and, you know, I'm fairly new. I've been on the team for about a month at this point, so I'm, like, still trying to be impressive. And Blue here is, like, you know, a little more experienced, not by much. Like, sophomore. Sophomore. Second year. Yeah. <laughs> Feels big to a freshman. And so we're doing drills, and he goes to hit me, and I parry. I... Post and he gets yeah. a very good parry, very clean, perfect very clean. parry four. <laughs> and my hit shatters his sword. Uh, <laughs> specifically, if you're familiar with fencing sabers, it shatters it in the handle, where that's the only point it's held together. There's like a little screw on the end of the blade yeah, that's the, screwed the, into the, the screw handle. Tang. Yeah. So yeah. that mm -hmm. all comes apart and it just disassembles in his hand. Yeah. Uh, so I'm holding like a little like rubber grip and the <laughs> pommel, the bell guard, and the whole ass blade is just on the ground and I'm looking like, what? <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. And he's just like, how? <laughs> <laughs> like even in that moment, I'm like, Holy shit, that's impressive. You're good. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we actually still have the sword too. Yeah, it's Aww. it's right next to me. I'm, I'm I'm looking at it right now. It's it's behind my uh, my Captain America shield that was uh, our first couples cosplay yeah. where I was Wait Captain America and you were Peggy Carter. Is that um, club equipment yeah. that you've taken to your house? Nope. Personal equipment. It, my it better own sword. be. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yes. So yeah, and then. Uh, so yeah, and then uh, we, we... We went back to not actually seeing each yeah, other we, practice we all that much. we hang out until uh, <laughs> the next semester we started dating. <laughs> yeah, after um, we, we had a big team get-together to go see Deadpool. Oh yes. Uh, oh, yeah. And then... Another friend invited me because he liked me. And I mm. said yes, and then hung out with Blue. <laughs> Shout out to that green wherever you are. Accidental wingman. <laughs> much obliged. I was not aware of this. <laughs> But yeah, so then we end up meeting up at the Deadpool thing, getting back into contact, and we started dating yeah. probably about a week later. So hell yeah, a couple weeks. Mm. Um, a couple there weeks. was there was a a party uh, for the fencing team where I got drunk uh, and explains to you oh, yes. in in truly uh, inspirational thorough form. detail um, <laughs> the mechanics of first Hannibal's and then Alexander's campaigns and specifically how they made use of elephant tactics. Mm -hmm. Using a blank wall as a map. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was gesticulating to a blank wall. So yeah, okay, so here's the Mediterranean and then down here I'm just like, there, there's nothing on this wall. I'm just making hand gestures. Yeah, And, then and, then and apparently Cyan found that impressive it, as well. No, I, I was just very amused. <laughs> oh, okay. Aww. I just thought you were nice though. Um, and then yeah, we went for a walk. We said we should hang out sometime and then... Uh, Balls kept rolling. We went on a date, and I almost spilled soup on you. you did almost spill soup on me, <laughs> yeah. and then we've been dating for like the last five years. Yeah, Aww. and then when you went home, 
uh, one of your friends <laughs> sent the college hell video to your mythology chat friend group saying, oh my god, look at this funny video. And I was <laughs> like, this sounds a lot like the kid I was just on a date with. So I backstalked his Facebook page to the only mention of the channel on the page. Yep. Uh, which I think was actually the first time you did a video for the channel. Um, no, yeah. it was it was that same year, but uh, okay. it was um, it was it was later that year. It was, it was, in the it first was close, time. Yeah. but yeah. So I had to backstock the page, find the one time you mentioned it, and then I was like, "Well, <laughs> this is an interesting uh, development." And then I pretended I didn't know for another two months. Yeah, for, for a good long while. I was like, "So I've got this YouTube channel in I'm science, like." Oh, Cool. Wow, so that's neat. wild. Uh, yeah. I think uh, I told you the story about a couple months after that, though. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this wasn't a secret, but yeah. 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 Uh, so a, a series of, of happy mishaps. And uh, it worked out. <laughs> and now we, we, we have a cat, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Truly, the end of all good things. <laughs> you have a cat, and also you're engaged. So. Oh, yeah, we're also engaged. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Being engaged, like, that's a commitment, but, like, Having a pet together, oof. Yeah, that that's how you know, like, like your heart's got to be in it if you get a pet together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, we are not going to let up with the cyan and or blue questions, as this is our Valentine's Ooh. Day episode, and a lot of our Discord users were very curious about your true love. Yeah. Oh. This question's not actually about that, though. This comes from user 15829363519. <laughs> Thank you for making Good. me read that. Uh, you should you pronounce that right? <laughs> do you want me to do it again? Because it's user 15829363 Awesome. Yes. To Cyan, what were your majors? What did you study in college? Uh, what did I study? So I studied biomedical engineering uh, with, for some reason, they changed the name of the focus between the undergrad and the grad school. So technically my undergrad is biomedical engineering with a focus in nanotechnology and my graduate degree is in biomedical engineering with a focus in nanomedicine. Ooh, mm. very similar. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I studied biomedical engineering specifically. I tried to focus more in the kind of more biology and chemistry side of it. Did a lot of stuff about like drug delivery, uh, how you can improve the pretty much uptake of the drug by adding different coatings or changing a pill so a drug maybe you would have to get injected but if you put a certain coating on a pill then you could take it orally which improves you know patient compliance like all that Hmm. nerdy stuff was kind of the stuff (laughs) I studied in college and I I really enjoyed it I I still use some of it today Uh, I don't work as an engineer anymore but you know it's a very (laughs) enjoyable thing and when you do biomedical engineering versus just like strict biology you also get a lot more of like the mathematical modeling side of it so like how you would model like drug exposure mm-hmm. how you would model a knee moving so that was also just really fun to figure out yeah very cool yeah <laughs> sorry it's it's very technical sometimes <laughs> <laughs> yeah no worries no it's 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 very cool uh my dumb film major ass is like yeah that's that's neat uh i math did that <laughs> once um <laughs> Woot. Woot, woot, indeed. <laughs> Took a lot of math. I did. People think Hell I'm good yeah. at math because I studied engineering. That is not the case. <laughs> uh, I, but I've taken a lot of it, so... Well, I, I do want to say, approaching from the opposite end, I thought that knowing math would mean that all those math-adjacent sciences would be easy. Not true! <laughs> <laughs> this is also true, <laughs> yes. So it's, it's the applied versus the theory. The theory is, yes. it's, it's pure perfection. It's, it's the crystalline words of the universe. And then the, the applied stuff is just like, no, have fun. There's Estimate a lot of constants in here. as three. Yeah, <laughs> see, that, that hurts me. That hurts me on a, on a physical yeah. level. 
Meanwhile, I should have realized that I'd become a much more like systemic kind of historian than like a nitty gritty because the stuff that I loved in school was like geometry, trig, like shapes and logic and proofs and systems. And then as soon as it's like algebra and numbers, I'm like, oh God, I'm powerless. Yeah. I can't do it. Very There's angry. Greek letters in my numbers. <laughs> <laughs> proofs, I gotta say, I have a love-hate relationship with proofs because they are so difficult, but so rewarding when you figure oh, they're them fun. out. And I mean, that's fun. the approach that I take to research now. It's like, you start from the first principles, you build it out, you, you, you work axiomatically, and then you find a solution. And because it's anthropology and history instead of math, it's not a perfect solution, but it still feels good, dang it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Wow, that is yeah. uh, an impressive application of mathematics in the sphere of what a history and literature and mythology and everything. Here's another question coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> this one comes from Kazir Kagan. I am so sorry if I mispronounced that. That's kind of just a blanket statement for everyone who submits questions to the podcast. Uh, to Blue and Cyan, when did you realize that you wanted to get married? Ooh, gross. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it, it kind of depends. I think we both kind of came to the conclusion independently of each other fairly similarly um, where we're kind of like oh this is probably the person I will marry uh, and then it just didn't really seem like a pressing thing you know we were in college we, yeah. we weren't going anywhere like, well, like we also <laughs> talked about it a lot yeah, so we like did. even you know like a ways before we actually got engaged we were kind of on the same page of like yeah like assuming like Nothing drastically changes. Like, this seems about where we're going. Yeah. And then I actually distinctly remember there was, like, one day where we were, like, kind of sitting down and doing, like, one of those, like, five-year plan type things. And we're like, yeah, and then, like, you know, if we want to, like, do this and we're thinking about, you know, now that you have a job and what if we want to move? And I'm like, should we get married? And you were like, yeah, probably. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then, yeah, it kind of, like, the engagement was a surprise. Like, when you proposed to me, I was surprised, but, like, we had discussed for, like, several months up until that point, like, oh, yeah, and we're probably going to get engaged sometime in, like, the next year, next six months, like, as we got closer to yeah. it. And, and like we were pandemic both, forced your hand. <laughs> yeah, pandemic forced my hand. Plans, like, A through F of, like, proposals were like, okay, this thing, that's closed. This thing, that's closed. That thing, and yeah, that's closed, too. Uh, so it ended up being a fairly humble affair with, with the walk to the park. No, it was um, I mean, it was great. Uh, mm -hmm. It's just like it was. It was kind of funny how eventually we we're like, well, we're basically in lockdown. What do you say we go take a walk? Uh, it was like, all right, this is what we're doing. Um, so it yeah. it wasn't like just a sudden thing. It was more just like a mutual growing closer together. And then we both realized, yeah, I'll probably marry this person. Then we started discussing it together, and then yeah, boom. And then we looked at rings. Yeah, and then we, <laughs> then we looked at rings. Yeah. Yeah. I very distinctly remember um, going, getting invited out to get dim sum with Blue and uh, another mutual friend of ours, uh, thinking that it was just a casual, um, let's go hang out thing. Uh, and then getting there and Blue whipping out a freaking wedding ring, being like, yo, we got to plan some proposals. <laughs> <laughs> this was actually yeah, a few exactly. weeks before the pandemic lockdown really hit, too. So that yeah. was in the yes. pre-walk stage. But it, you guys, had it was, very, yeah. it was very cute to see. It's before well, that, because... Uh, I think, Blue, you didn't have the physical ring at the time, but we were hanging out and getting dinner, and you pulled out your phone, and you were like, so this is the ring I've designed, and I was like, oh, sick, dude! <laughs> so, it's a, it's a yeah. great ring. Yeah, it's it's really great, and it's got a sapphire, it and does. it's a lab-grown, it's a science rock! It's yeah. a science rock! That's the coolest rock. part! 
Science it's a rock. science rock. <laughs> ah, yeah. Yeah. No one's made that joke yet. <laughs> Actually, no, they haven't. Actually, no, not that permutation. We have science like scientist, Barry. but not a science rock yet. That one's new. Go. Oh, yeah. Mark one for indigo. Um, <laughs> this next question, we're going to move on from putting um, cyan and blue on the spot. We'll get back to them in a little bit. But for now, let, let's let's put red on the spot instead, since it is Valentine's okay. Day episode. And we're going to talk about all uh-huh. forms of love or lack thereof or whatever you decide that you best represent yourself as at any given time. This is a blanket statement to everyone. Love is love and also not love is not love. And do what you want to do with your life. This question comes from <laughs> Athelias. I am so not on a roll today. <laughs> <laughs> Athelias to red, only if you're comfortable with it. How did you figure out your ace? When did you first hear the term? Mm. What did the journey to accepting it look like? Were you nervous about coming out? And were there any negative reactions? How did you even notice you were not straight? Thank you guys for your awesome mm. work. Your videos are often the highlight of my day. It's very sweet. Oh, thank you. This is uh, this Thanks. is a bit dicey. Um, so here's the thing. Uh, I spent basically the majority of my my youth and teen years not questioning my orientation uh, because strangely when you are ace that kind of stuff feels like it doesn't actually matter so I assumed that was the normal experience and that uh, I was probably straight and then at one point I think the most I got was I was like hmm, but do I feel different about boys than girls I guess not so maybe I'm bi. And that was basically as far as I got for a while. The thing is, it's a bit tragic, I guess. I was dating a guy who I I really liked, but as our relationship was progressing, I was kind of like, you know, this is feeling not great, and I don't understand why. And I kind of started looking around. I actually don't remember where I first encountered the term, but I do remember that just the moment of like, oh! It's a thing. Uh, I, I might have just been Googling around. I, I, I might have already heard that the term existed, but I hadn't made that connection. And then at one point I was like, oh, wait, that's what it is? Oh. To, to answer the question of, like, was there hesitation? No. I was just so blown away by the fact that I had a word for what I was and that I wasn't, like... Uh, okay. This a quick tangent before I go off on that. Uh, basically... When you think that your experience is normal, but on some level deeply unpleasant and incongruous with your life, it just feels like that's what it's going to be forever. Like, oh, everyone feels like this. And if you say, like, I just don't know if I like want to get serious with this guy, a lot of people will tell you, oh, pff, every woman feels that way. Not mm-hmm. true. Don't <laughs> believe them when they say that. But, you know, there's this kind of this background radiation of like, oh, you know, nobody's like fully happy. It's like, that's, mm, don't, don't accept that as an answer either. But if you, if you believe that that's just, that, that you're within this space of normalcy and your life is just slightly unpleasant at all times, that just doesn't feel good, obviously, but it doesn't even occur to you necessarily that there's anything that can be changed about that or anything that can be done because you assume that your experience is normal and universal and thus everyone else must just be dealing with it. it, must be dealing with the same stuff that you are. And then when I ran into this thing that was like, hey, turns out you're not normal and that's a good thing, I was like, hell the fuck yeah, I actually have a word for what I am. And uh, By the way, I, I'm not saying that this is not a normal thing. I, the more I learn about this, the more I'm like, no, the, the space of normalcy encompasses a lot of stuff. But for me, the realization that my experience was not universal and thus not quote-unquote normal was actually very important because it, it made me realize, like, oh, the rules don't really apply the same because I'm not 
within the space of people that they were made for. Okay. So I was extremely excited. I told everybody. <laughs> I, I still don't know the names of most of the people in our high school class, and I told most of them. <laughs> I was, it's, it's, you know, they were like, oh, are you still dating that guy? And I was like, no, actually, because guess what? And they were like, oh, you don't need to tell me. And I was like, no, I want to. So it's, <laughs> be brand down, was motherfucker. Uh, even <laughs> less, I, I was even less socially ept than I am now. So <laughs> you can imagine. Um, but yeah, I was extremely excited because I was like, there's a word. It's actually okay that I'm like this. I never have to do this thing. Because, you know, when you grow up, everyone kind of tells you like, yeah, dating, it's a good thing. And then eventually you'll get married to some guy and have 2.5 children. And I was like, oh, I guess if that's the way it's going to go. And then I was suddenly, I was like, I don't have to do any of that shit. And like, I didn't have Ooh. to before, but why would I question it if it was what everyone was supposed to do? And no alternatives were seriously presented to me in a context of like, this could be you. So... I was, I was completely over the moon. I was like, I'm this thing! Yeah, baby! Um, I didn't really have uh, negative experiences in person. I think most of the people I told either didn't know what it was or were like, all right, have fun with that. I think most of them didn't know at the time, honestly. It, it wasn't as like super, it didn't have as much mainstream knowledge as it does nowadays. Um, I, I still don't remember where I found it, so you know that's pretty telling. Uh, I did have a couple. I'm just friends. imagining like a close-up magician is like, is this Ace your card? And <laughs> it's like, like oh, <gasps> bam, baby. Uh, I, I do remember there were a couple people who were like, can you tell me more about this? And then like two months later, they were like, so guess who's also Ace? So that was fun. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, um, I, I didn't really have much negative experiences with that. Um, but when I went from high school to college, I found there was like a, a tea club for Aces, so I just had like an immediate social circle which was really pleasant that honestly the most that happened is like i started paying a little more attention to like the internet discourse about asexuality not a good time to be doing that that was when it was no. getting really unpleasant that was basically the worst i ever got it it was never targeted at me specifically i was just getting hit by the blowback of a lot of people being like actually this is problematic and bad and you should feel bad for living so again never like personally targeted at me but still not a fun thing to run into when you're trying to find like cake memes or whatever but yeah uh i i think actually that that did sort of motivate me to be rather more open about it on the channel specifically because i was like you know i had a doozy of a time realizing this was even an option and it did make me kind of unhappy before that so maybe i should be a little more public about this just so people like know that it's an option and that that option is fun and cool but yeah that, that yeah. was that was basically it um you know figured it out found a, a moment of extreme, ah, oh, I don't need to do this thing that I was finding kind of awkward. Uh, but I, I do want to say, uh, there's plenty of aces that do date and love dating. I'm just currently Ooh. not one of them. Yeah, uh, I am me, one of them. Yeah, for me, it was like, I, I had this like experience where people would ask me out and I'd be like, I don't really have a reason to say no. And I guess that's how everybody feels. So sure. And that's not actually how it's supposed to work, people. Um, yeah. So for me, it was just like the, the relief of, I don't have to do this ever. And nobody ever has to, but you know, having the option of like, not only do I never have to do this, I don't have to be with anyone at any point. I can just do my own thing forever if I want to. Having that option was very, very freeing. So also now is not a good time to try dating new people anyway. So, you know, <laughs> this is working out pretty yeah. well. Um, I, tangential to that, I was a little surprised, um, or I guess not really surprised, but um, at the magnitude of, of people in the comments of my of my Valentine's Day video who were like, I love the ace rep with Louis the Sixteenth story of like, poor man didn't want to marry Marie, didn't want anything to do with this. And when I said like, can't you just let this library ace library live his ace. life? So many people were like, yes, 
<laughs> ace rap, and I was like, oh, unintentionally, actually, yeah, ace rap. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it comes in, in, in many different flavors. Oh, yeah. Looking through, uh, looking through it as a lens to examine history with, you, you run into a lot of characters where you're like, mm, don't know exactly what that guy's deal was. Probably not straight, though. Uh, yeah. Sometimes that's all you can get, but... It's yeah. like, hmm, I wonder what Queen Elizabeth I's deal might have been, <laughs> famously never marrying. Oh, Maybe yeah. she wasn't about that nonsense. There, there's a lot. There's a lot of options. And again, this is, the, this is a space where every take is going to be spicy to somebody. But, you know, fundamentally, your own lived experience is not wrong. And it's, uh, it's good to be told that there are options because... You know, mm-hmm. sometimes you examine it, and sometimes it doesn't even occur to you that you can examine it until somebody points it out to you. So I think that having a, a wide diversity of, of examples of quote-unquote representation, I think that's possibly the healthiest thing a growing person can have mm-hmm. because it lets them explore, like, what what might I be? And then if they find something that clicks, it really clicks. Mm-hmm. And if they change their mind later, that's, that's also, also fine. fine. <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> I mean, I, I mentioned that bit where I was like, I'm... I'm probably bi because I think that guy's about as cute as that girl, and that's all I can examine right now. Um, <laughs> yep. Because if that's the only metric, you know, it's the only metric yeah. you have. It's a complex world we live in, and you know, you gotta just explore and figure out what works for you. Um, but this next question yep. is not necessarily uh, quite of the same level of insightfulness, um, but it is from our guest. So this question comes from OSP Cyan <laughs> on Discord. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I went on Discord oh specifically for this. <laughs> I've been played. <laughs> or blue, is our cat the best cat? You bet your ass she is. <laughs> <laughs> for a moment, all the world held its breath. <laughs> oh, like, where is Cleo right oh, now? She's, she's taking a nap. Yeah, no, Cleo is... I I know it's, it's obviously the experience of... of most pet owners that they're like, my pet is the best one. And that is great. I'm glad that it is like that, that so many pet owners feel like I have a pet that is such a great fit for me. But you guys are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I, well, I've, our cat's the best. I've already thrown down against Tim's cat, Momo, once in the past month. I don't want, I don't want to burn any bridges here. But Cleo is such a wonderful cat that that came at the perfect time for us where I was really nervous because, like, I'd never had a pet in my entire life. I've had a lot. And and Cyan has had a handful. Um, So I was a little nervous of, like, I don't know how to take care of a cat. And then Cleo just, like, waltzes into our life the most, like, loving, just cute, adorable, cuddly, just happy to be included, loves, like, you know, treats and head scritches and pats and stuff, and I was just like, I can do that for you! And that was a really great experience for if me to... If she wants to, you, she yells. You don't have it, to guess. Yeah, no, she, she does not make her opinions, uh, she does not keep her opinions hidden. If she wants something, she will scream. Uh, <laughs> and, yeah, uh, no, Cleo is, is such a great cat. Because um, she, she's adorable and cute and fun and funny, and I, I've sent uh, Indigo and Red. I've sent both of you so many cat, so many pictures, cat pictures and videos and, and various so things. Um, I, or I I should be more outgoing with the pictures that I post on Instagram because there's so many good ones that I take. I just don't have the reflex to post them. But mm. Cleo is such a good cat, and also has just been such a good cat for us because, I mean, a lot of people got got pets during the pandemic um, for very understandable reasons. But yep. I feel like Cleo was was a great 
way to kind of smooth over the transition between um, having to go into lockdown um, and us moving into a fairly small apartment. Yeah, it's, <laughs> um, it's pretty small. Yeah, Cleo... There's so many moments where, like, we're just both feeling, you know, whatever, sad, anxious, or whatnot, and then Cleo will just roll over, flop on her back, and go, meow, and it's like, oh, let me give that belly a little pat. Um, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, no, Cleo's the best. Fantastic. Cleo's the fucking bomb. She rules. <laughs> uh, I would like to put in an honorable mention to the cats that live in the basement of my apartment complex. Uh, there's, like, four of them, and they hang out by the laundry room, and only one of them is friendly, but uh, they're all so great. Owl cats are one of them. All cats, All are, cats are good. I, I'm thinking back to the last time that I was on vacation with my mom visiting family in Greece. Uh, usually we just stay in our tiny little suburb outside of Athens, and it's not very fun. Um, mm. But we last time we went to a small island around Athens, and it was, like, it's an island. Where the hell did they get the cats? That <laughs> island was full of cats. It was awesome. <laughs> that is... I mean, once you have a couple cats, you're going to get more cats yes. pretty quick. Yeah, they do, they do the rest. <laughs> yes. There was... Um, I When I studied abroad, I was at Fudan University in Shanghai, and they have a Fudan University cat club because there are a lot of cats on campus, um, and it's a bunch of students who go around and, like, feed the cats and, like, send cat photo updates to each other in WeChat, and I highly... If you are attending Fudan University, I highly recommend checking out their cat <laughs> club for cat content. Um, but... <laughs> This next question is not unfortunately related to cats in any way, but is related to Blue and Cyan. It comes from Shadow Reaper 5. For Blue and or Cyan, a large board game collection was mentioned at one point. Do you guys have a board game night? And if so, do you have any that regularly appear? Uh, we don't have enough board game nights, is the answer to your question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, back in the day, um, yes. Uh, and then with with our our, uh, our various groups, uh, you know, Indigo, uh, we're, we're green, part green, of a... Green, green, and yeah, green. Yeah, lots of greens <laughs> in that D&D group. Red, uh, us, and then two of our, our friends, um, uh, Cyan and I and, and Red, and uh, two of our friends have been playing um, a, a small little D&D game uh, mm -hmm. starting this year, which has been fun. Um, but we haven't had a lot of board game nights recently. Previously, though, we'd love to play uh, Dragoon is great. Pandemic is a I fun one. Uh, I really like the Fall of Rome variant because not only is it like Rome themed and I'm just in a slut for that, but it's so much harder, which <laughs> makes it a lot more interesting. Uh, mm. There's also... Um, what are the games do we have that we really like? Uh, Red Seven's a card game, but I really enjoy that. Red Seven is a fun little game. It, it, it has like the feeling of being in a James Bond and supervillain reverso mm. situation where you're always like, aha, but ah. now I am winning. <laughs> There's also um, uh, Wing It, which is kind oh, of like fun. Cards Against Humanity, except Just the premise so is that... It's so much better, though. It's so much better. <laughs> the premise is that you are in a situation that the card describes, and you have to put down three cards of like things that you use to MacGyver your way out of a, out of a situation. Mm. And it's very funny because it's not only the cards themselves, but it's the storytelling of the players. So you can have some crap cards, but pull out a hilarious string of events that gets you to win. So it's a lot funnier than, you know, vanilla Cards Against Humanity, even though that game still has its place. Oh, um, Wing It is really fun. I'm trying to think, because we haven't touched a lot of those in a yeah, little while. Yeah, we, we, we play a lot of the classics as well. Yeah. Like, you know, Boggle, or not Boggle. Uh, Trouble. Trouble. Trouble's fun. You smack the little thing and it, it bounces around. Uh, I don't play Scrabble because I was banned I from like my Scrabble. mother for playing Scrabble, so... <laughs> she won't um, let me play uh but we'll, we'll play a lot of like the older games but yeah. as far as newer games yeah i think uh well, well wait well, uh, we also played charterstone charterstone is charterstone's fun. all right yeah uh legacy games can be a little bit tricky um red you and i uh and 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 our, our other friends uh from home played uh the king's dilemma uh oh, last year yeah. which is 
Whew, that's a that's that's a crazy one, uh, so but it's good. fun. We've talked about that on a stream a couple times. Yeah. Uh, so oh, yeah, uh, lots of different. Too. That was fun. Munchkin, oh, Munchkin is fun. Yeah. We played that at a at a board game cafe one time. That was good. But yeah, we don't we don't have enough uh, enough board games nor enough board game nights. <laughs> is yeah. the True answer to your yeah. question. There are a lot of great games. There are a lot of really great games out there. Maybe in the next apartment. Maybe in the next apartment. Ooh. Invite some friends over. Mm. Have a ball. <laughs> So exciting. Future plans in my OS pod? Impossible. <laughs> it's more likely than you think. Impossible. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. Okay, score one for Cyan. This next question comes from Mr. Steampunk131. For both and or all, this is a serious scientific question of national importance to me as a Brit. What is your favorite flavor of tea? Oh, oh. okay. Well, I have a few. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think... <laughs> One of my favorites that's not, like, of the main variety is uh, Lady Grey tea. It's still something you can find yeah. very easily in the stores. It's similar to Earl Grey, but you've just got a little extra, like, fun yeah. in there. more so, flavor. So, and that, and, like, peppermint tea, I'd say, are my two favorite that, like, you can regularly buy at the grocery store. Yeah. Hmm. No, that's true. Uh, jasmine tea, I really like. Oh, yeah. um, if I can get it specific to brand, I mean, we, we've talked actually before, I think, uh, on the podcast about some of our favorite teas. Uh, Harney and Sons is a really great company. They they ship. You can find them in a lot of stores. Uh, they have some really nice uh, Earl Greys. Um, what else is good? There's oh, Victorian London Fog. Victorian London you Fog like is a great that's tea. Earl Grey and lavender. Yeah, I'm 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 really easy in that <laughs> regard. Uh, they have some really nice green teas, mm. uh, which are good. A nice Japanese sencha tea that I like a lot. There's a, a tea from Art of Tea called Tuscany, which is a white green tea blend that is very nice and flavorful. Ooh. There are a lot of good teas out there. <laughs> All right. I have a signature recipe for tea. <laughs> you take a Lifton black tea bag, you put it in a mug, <laughs> you pour boiling water over it, you forget about it on a shelf for two hours. <laughs> Then oh, you're no. like, shit, did I make tea? You look around the uh, room, you find the tea, and then yeah. you drink the tea. I have been so in a cycle of putting the kettle on, letting the water boil, walking away from it, coming back 10 minutes later. Did I put the kettle on? Putting the kettle on again, walking away, forgetting about it, coming back 10 minutes later. I don't think the kettle's been on, putting the kettle on, and then just never making <laughs> the tea, just constantly reboiling the same water over and over again until it's all evaporated and I no longer have any water there to drink. Go. Are you sure you aren't secretly in hell? Because that sounds like you <laughs> might be in sim. hell. You could be a sim. No, oh, both yeah. could be a sim. Uh, it's hard yeah. to tell. You know, I live in this sort of like digital void uh, that exists only on the internet. Um, and you can only see me whenever we do a video podcast. So only that one time. And all other forms of indigo do not exist. So it's entirely possible that there's a glitch in my matrix somewhere. And that we've just, that's why I've kept forgetting about my boiling water. But that's getting too deep into the podcast cryptid lore. Uh, we've got other questions to get to. So this one comes from Overlord to all. <laughs> a jingle plays in your head for the rest of your life. Which one would it be? Like, which one would I want it to be? Or which one is it? Which one is it? Oh, Saturday Shorts by Brian <laughs> Yeah. Oh, perfect. It, is yes. it lives rent-free in my head all the time. <laughs> all the time. Um, I always get uh, the, one. like, don't be suspicious from Parks and Rec stuck in my head constantly. Yes. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. I get that one, too. Yes. That'd probably be me. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be that one, because the problem is my, my brain is like a sponge for music, so mm -hmm. whatever I listen to last is probably just bouncing around in there for, like, a couple yeah. days afterwards. 
But if it, it's the thing that's going to be stuck in my head for the rest of my life, it's probably Don't Be Suspicious, because I saw that video like once six <laughs> years ago, and it's still there. Honestly, for me, Toss a Coin to Your Witcher is still like the head <laughs> honcho. It's still going. Is, is that a Gas jingle, though? just doesn't that's, stop. That's a bop. I don't know if that counts as a jingle. Mm. Oh. Well, if we're arguing semantics Jingles. here, yeah. I mean, when are we not arguing semantics here? <laughs> Welcome to the OS As pod. Of the, the Wellerman. That's um, fair. Yeah, I don't know. I Jingles, that's tough. I don't know if I can give a good answer. I mean, it's, it's usually, <laughs> it, it is usually toss a coin to your wish. Yeah. <laughs> just the chorus. We'll call that okay, the jingle. Yeah, just the chorus. We'll, we'll call that a chorus, a, a jingle. That, that's a fair pedantic difference. <laughs> um, my dream is to be on the College Humor Show, um, actually, because I feel like that sort of pedantry is... <laughs> basically all we do at this point and also oh yeah oh, it'd just be so fun it'd be so fun but it's like a superpower yeah yeah exactly yeah. yeah exactly get snarked at by mike trapp for being a nerd god <laughs> their oh, dream, dream. <laughs> the, the, the goddamn dream uh, this next question comes from morgan to cyan and blue obviously the whole place isn't decked out with marble statues paintings and swords but just how much of your place is filled with blues nerdy and stuff and is there anything cool from science, interests, and hobbies that you'd like to share? So what's the decor scheme of your apartment? What kind of neat, nerdy artifacts have you got hidden in that museum of things, <laughs> I mean, it's a small apartment. I will say Blue tries his best to keep his stuff contained to his quote-unquote office, a.k.a. the alcove in front of the closet. Um, <laughs> which, to be fair, is about a third of our apartment. Yeah, but studios. Between, besides that, and then, like, we have a couple of vases over by where the bed is. Yeah, that I got in Athens and we uh, filled with, with fake olive yes. branches, which are fun. Uh, besides that, I wouldn't say the apartment is, like, predominantly Blue's things or my things. I'm trying to think if I have anything really nerdy. We have a ton of books. Books, <laughs> like, yeah. Our apartment yeah. is full of books. We have too many books. I recently got a book app, and I'm trying to scan all of our books so I can see how many books we have, but it's taking me too long to go through all of them. And again, we live in a studio apartment, so there is... Uh, honestly, more books. Like, if we were to lay all our books out on the floor, I think we would co cover more than the floor. Like, there, it would have oh, stacks. Oh, yeah, no, easy. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think what other nerdy things I might have in the apartment. Uh, I do have a couple Lord of the Rings posters. Ooh, yeah. Which, uh, did you get those? Yeah, me? that was a gift. That was yeah. a housewarming gift for you. Yeah. Yeah. So those are those are really cool. I'm very much into the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Other than that, I don't know. Most of my nerdy stuff stays at work. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and we have, like, little shelves that we put a lot of our, like, knickknacks and trinkets and stuff on, but... Oh, uh, actually, one fun nerdy thing I do have, I have two gavels, uh, because an interesting high school story is I did Model UN. I actually did a lot oh, of Model oh. UN, and I ran a committee for two years. <laughs> so, uh, I just casually have gavels, which has come up more often than you would expect, where people are like, yeah, if only I had a gavel. I'm like, oh, do you do you want to borrow one? They're like, <laughs> what? why? Why do you... Because, like, I did pretty much all science uh, and, like, engineering and math stuff upon going into college, so most of my college friends don't really know that about me, and then they're like, why do you have gavels? And I'm like, why don't you have gavels? <laughs> yeah, get on my level, scribbler. Look at this gavel-less nerd over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the... Most of the decoration is, is confined to my little nook where we have, like, uh, a little five-painting series, The Course of Empire, my Venice flag, a couple 
Italy watercolor metal posters and the Coliseum. My, the Lego Coliseum, <laughs> which God, there is no space yeah. for that thing. Uh, I wish it was half the size. I really do. Uh, and Aww. then my desk, which has marble contact paper on it, because I have one mode. Uh, <laughs> Your aesthetic is blue and marble, and also Venice. Yeah, I'm easy. <laughs> Hey, you gotta have a style, you gotta have a design scheme, but we are coming up just about on time for the podcast. We got one last question for the day before we can send everyone on home to their blue and marble and also Lord of the Ring posters and then wherever Red lives in my uh, (laughs) digital void. This question comes from Silverblaze. To all, what roles would you each fill in a five-man band and who would you have as the fifth slot for said band? So what are all of we and who's our fifth band member? Cleo. Cleo is the obvious Cleo's answer. The yes. Cleo is the heart. Or the big or guy. Or the big guy. 50, 50. Mm, mm. Depends on how it shakes She's out. The smallest guy. Well, uh, yeah, but somehow She's that's so how it works. You've, you've seen Avatar, right? Toph is the big guy. Yeah. Um, True. Hmm. Hmm. Um, I gotta say, I, I think it would be most fun to be the Lancer because y- you're like the leader, but you have more personal freedom because you're not hooked directly into the narrative all the time. Um, you, you also get to be like kind of an edgelord and... and go off and have like dark brooding plot lines and then your friends show up and you're like, oh, it's not like I like you or anything. And they're like, but we like you. And then it's all friendship and stuff. I, I feel like <laughs> being the Lancer would be very personally rewarding. Yes. No, that's fair. And and in accordance with my like cinnamon bun characterization, I have big protagonist energy. <laughs> so uh, I, I think I could probably fill the role of uh, uh, the leader. <laughs> Plus, I feel like the you know with the leader and the lancer being like mutual lancers to each other, yes. I feel like you yeah. should fill that roles those roles. Yeah, it's like a little bit of yeah. a Castlevania situation going yeah. on. Oops, all lancers. Oops, all lancers. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, are we just all lancers? I mean, everyone's yeah. a foil to somebody. Yes, I do. True. Oftentimes, when say- producing the podcast, feel like the leader just surrounded by only lancers at all times. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're Saifa and then we are uh, Trevor yes. and Alucard simultaneously. Yeah. You've heard it here first, folks. Indigo is the true leader of all. <laughs> <laughs> oh no no! I no. gotta say, I in general, my favorite character in any five man band is probably the big guy. I will say they're usually so simple but so chill. Yeah, um, I love Lancer. Yeah. That, that, that's Cleo. Yeah, I feel like yeah. Cleo's yeah. gotta be the big guy. <laughs> Told you, Cleo's the big guy. That's fair. So okay, we got, we got smart guy in heart. Blue is our leader. Mm. Red is our Lancer. They have the leader-Lancer dynamic going on. Great. We've got Cleo yeah. as the big guy. Obviously, weapon of mass destruction, weapon of mass cuteness. It's a great dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, that, she is the himbo. She is the himbo. <laughs> yeah, of course, the himbo. Of course. Yeah. Um, and then, Well, I mean, the, that leaves smart guy in heart, and I feel like Indigo and Cyan, you guys kind of, like, Indigo, you do all of the tech stuff. <laughs> Constantly calling in like, all right, here's the problem. <laughs> you got the doohickey hooked into the wrong thingamajigger. <laughs> yep, you nailed it. I always feel bad when Indigo like video chats me in the middle of a stream. I'm like, I know, I know. <laughs> We're I working on it, I know. Sorry. I, don't, I don't want to interrupt the stream, but sometimes uh, I'll be in the chat. Sometimes and I'm it's like, really I, bad. I just got to just like call him and be like, all right, guys, no, 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 no. You just don't touch anything. Just, un- just turn it off and turn it back on again. <laughs> Um, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that does this mean you can be a smart guy? I'll be hard. Yeah, that's, that <laughs> checks out. Does this mean I get like cool visor goggles? You know, like <laughs> no frequently. Yes, you have to make them yourself. Oh, uh, okay. Well, we're on it. You do not activate my costume construction ability. 
<laughs> I have you considered making costume trap card. <laughs> I've considered making t-shirts with like leader, lancer, big guy. Mm. But I feel like those could start more problems than they resolve. Like yeah. Oh like, yeah, no, that, that imagine would you're like cause the cool, conflict. You're the cool guy in the friend group and like they give you like the lancer shirt and you're like, the fuck is that supposed to mean? <laughs> you're like nothing will, will ruin a friendship faster than when two people are like, Yeah, I'm the leader. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two best friends each think of the other as sidekick, as it were. The secret yeah. is that yeah. all Very friend risky. groups are secretly oops all lancers because that's just life. Yeah. yeah. That's just life. Uh, yeah. False. One of my coworkers is 100% a protagonist. <laughs> she wears white all the time and never has stains. Oh, you know oh, what? That's, that's impressive. That's almost like um like a pa- like a divine patron ability at that point, you know? That oh, transcends yeah, maybe she's protagonist. That could, that could be it. <laughs> Yeah, she's some also pe- just super nice. So Aww. some people just walk through the world with a big label hanging over them that says "main character." <laughs> Everyone else exactly. just has to deal with them. <laughs> Amazing. All right. I feel like Ryan Reynolds is one of those people. Ryan yes. Reynolds is definitely one of those. There's main characters. a whole movie about that. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, what's it called? <laughs> so, Free Guy, where he plays an NPC who becomes yeah. the protagonist. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So just a rundown uh, for all of our podcast listeners: we got Blue as the leader, Red as the lancer, Cleo as the big guy, Indigo as the smart guy, and Cyan as the ever lovely heart of the OSP five-man band that we have established just now, I guess. <laughs> that is just about all the time we have for today. Um, Cyan, thank you so much for joining us. This has been super fun. Love the behind-the-scenes yeah. look into Blue in your apartment and also <laughs> Cleo content. You keep me honest, Cyan. <laughs> when on the occasions where I start to think like, "Ha you're like, eh? and I'm like, "Ah, now you're right." <laughs> Blue, I'm only gonna do Grace. Me, no, you're not. Blue, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Amazing. Well, with that all taken care of, Red, if you wanna take us on home. Oh yeah. Let me just. Uh, real we are quick. never gonna nail this. What? <laughs> Red, it, it is truly a fairly simple outro I'm script. Never I never have the intro script when I do it. Well, excuse me. I thought we wanted me to do this right. All right. Uh, well, should, should I just improv it? You want me to improv this? Yeah, yeah, improv it. Go for All it. Right, well, 12 uh, episodes takes you. Jeez. 11, I believe. Um, all right. Well, um, thanks, everybody, 12. for listening. Uh, who counts bonus pods? Uh, thanks, do, everybody, apparently. for listening. <laughs> If you want more of that sweet OSP content, we have a channel. Presumably you knew that already, but in case you didn't, we have one. It's probably in the show notes or something. I don't know. Um, it's in the show notes. And uh, if you have a question, we have a channel in our Discord called Ask OS Pod. Or, yes. You nailed yeah. it. Yeah, Ask OS Pod. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and you can go in there and ask us questions, and maybe we will answer them eventually. Uh, until next time, two weeks from now, when the next episode goes up, because we have a bi-weekly release schedule, not that bi-weekly, the other bi-weekly, uh, until that time, I have been red. I have been blue. That's been Simon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's been an overly sarcastic podcast, everybody. Woo! Amazing. You did it. You did it. I you did nailed it. it. I'm so good. do 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 Boop, Indigo here, committing to this bit, I guess. And also, thanking you for listening to this week's episode of the Overly Sarcastic Podcast. We'll be back on March 3rd with more occasionally sarcastic content, but if you miss us before, then be sure to head over to YouTube for all the videos your little heart desires. If you like the show, be sure to rate us and leave a review on your preferred podcast platform. And if you really like the show, head over to Patreon to join the community keeping those deep dives coming. 
If you've got a question for the podcast, you can also drop that at AskOSPod on the OSP Discord server. Links to all of the above are in the show notes below. And from all of us here at OSP, happy Valentine's and or Discount Chocolate Day.